Right now, you're listening to the podcast, The Making of a Bully, and it's found in the course uh, a good talking to. Now, there are plenty of theories that are out there as to how a bully is formed. I mean, it's either learned behavior or there is some psychological problem that a kid has. could be an abusive family. Uh, it could be um, things that, that uh, he has in his life that make him angry and he acts out on others. Uh, his, his attitude is one that, well, I can't get even with mom and dad, but I can certainly push other people around that deep-seated anger that they have that causes them to act out and uh, bully other students. And as they become older, if it's not dealt with, they become adult bullies who become even more difficult to deal with. Now, I have my own theory on how this child is formed, and we're going to assume for a minute that bullies do exist, and they do exist. But what happens when a bully acts out on a victim? He does so because of the fact that he knows that the victim is an easy target. He knows that this kid is weak. He has certain characteristics that make it very easy to act out on. And he exercises his power on this kid. Now, this victim, this child who is being victimized, and it could be, again, it could be in the home, it could be in school, it could be in the community, could be anywhere. And certain victims do get reputations as being very easy to victimize. In, in, in any area, uh, school, home, community, it doesn't matter. What happens when the bully acts out on them? Well, number one, he doesn't have a response. Number two, he may run to an adult for help, and he may or may not get it. Number number three, he might in his own way try to fight back, but he's not very good at it. So he becomes angry with himself because he doesn't have an answer, and he doesn't know how to handle this problem that he's encountering with with the bully. Now, anger is something that victims have, and it, it can get so powerful and so strong that it becomes bitterness. Bitterness is deep-seated. Anger is episodic. Anger, you get you get mad at something, the um, the event passes, and you and you overcome the anger. See, when we talk about anger in people, they're not angry; they're bitter. This is something that goes way down deep into the soul of a person, and the bitterness stays, and they act out on other people which is what starts to happen with our victim. 
See, you never heard of a bully going into a school and shooting it up. Up until the time of Columbine High School, no one ever gave it a thought. But Harris and Klebolts, the two perpetrators who came in and shot up the school and killed more than a dozen people, were angry kids, and when they did the interview regarding, you know, did you know these kids? What did you see? Did you hear of anything? Whatever the case may be. What happened was the student body said they were bullied. Now, being bullied is not a good reason to act out, and it's not a good reason to to shoot up a school. There is no reason for that. But kids don't know how to manage their anger once they're bullied. And once that anger converts to bitterness, what will start to happen, he will walk around angry and he will seek revenge at some point. He's not acting out at the time, but there is a mental plotting that he does. And what happens is this child grows up. He becomes an adult with these same bitter feelings kicking around inside of him. He may get married. He may have kids. And in the home, this person uses his anger and his bitterness and the power that he has to abuse and pick on his spouse and his children. And what we have discovered is the children that are in the home, they end up getting the, having a model that says, I get what I want through fear and intimidation. And it's those children that go to school and bully other kids. So the victim actually produced the next bully. Now, you don't hear a lot about this, but in homes where you have kids who are abused, what you find out is that their parents were abused as well. And the parents are acting out on their children and on their spouse. Now, a bully is made. He's not born. It's the events in his life that cause him to draw false conclusions about life and about the and about some of the people in it and he will act out on the some of the weakest people he also may have a problem with authority he may have a problem holding down jobs he may have difficulty with respect he may have a lot of problems with responsibility the issue here though is If we know this, what are we going to do with the victims of bullying? 
The best advice that I can give any school that deals with kids who were victimized is to take your focus off the bully, hold them accountable for sure for their behavior, and then place your focus on the victim and do what I call some anti-bullying coaching, which, which I have done, and help these kids not to become an easy target. These kids who are victimized can't deal with this problem alone. And they don't have the skills, the social skills to, to deal with it. And we have to teach them. Now I'm going to give you a few things that you need to teach kids who are victimized so that they can at least begin to develop some confidence. First thing is, Kids need to learn how to carry themselves in the hallway. Walk with their shoulders back, their books under their arm. They can't always be looking over their shoulder. They have to have some confidence in how they carry themselves. Number two, speak with victims and tell them, do not disclose information to others that you believe they... that other people would use to bully them. Number number three, instruct the victim to, to begin to say, stop, knock it off. This is at a very young age. See, the problem with the victim is he doesn't want to speak up. And he becomes a doormat. It starts off as being funny, but then he feels the pressure of being victimized. So they have to learn how to just speak up. And this requires coaching. The other thing you want to um, teach the victim is do not get on the battlefield if you cannot gracefully get off. Do not engage the bully in a conversation that he knows is going to wind up having him either belittled or humiliated so he is better off not saying anything. Don't get on the battlefield. Now, you have to teach the victim when to get on the battlefield and he has to learn how to pick and choose his battles. And this requires coaching. He has to learn that he cannot become the bully's sidekick and he cannot become friends with a bully. Most kids will figure if you can't beat them, join them. And they end up becoming friends with kids. And once the friend who is a bully gets on the inside with this person, with the victim, what will happen is, meaning he's gotten very close to him now, he'll use the relationship to bully the kid. Victims have to also learn how to manage their anger because we don't see it. See, anger that's, a, that's of the conduct nature, you see it. Kids will act out. They'll yell, they'll scream, they'll engage you in a power struggle, they'll fight, they'll do different things. Kids who are victimized 
have what I call a clinical anger. It's what you don't see that they carry around with them. And you have to be very aware of the signs of this. Kids that are unmotivated. Kids that don't show up to school. Kids that that have difficulty communicating. They're loners. And, you know, when you interview people after an event, a catastrophic event occurs, even adults now, who were engaged in in shootings and so on, and in horrible events, what 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 the adults who were interviewed will say is, you know, I knew something was wrong with them. They go back and interview guidance counselors of these people who were adults, and they say, yeah, he had something wrong. We couldn't quite figure it out. So if we know it, we have to help the person deal with the issue at hand. We have to deal with one at a time. The key to the 99 is the one. I want to be successful with one kid who I help deal with this issue. It's not a comfortable thing for them, and they have to begin to take the time, and we have to work with them to help develop confidence. Bullies are made... And victims are made. They are made in a way that um, causes them to not have the capacity to confront. They don't know how to have productive conflict, which we've spoken about before. They don't take chances in relationships. They have trouble in relationships. And they, and they have difficulty fitting in. And knowing all of this should give us pl- plenty of information so that we can step in and begin to work with this kid who is victimized. Because bullies are made. They're not born. And the bully will create the next victim. What we have to do is intervene before they get to a point that they're older and they are using this anger or this bitterness that they have and exercising it on someone else. We have to keep our our head up. We have to be able to be aware of what's going on in our classroom, what's going on in school. We have to take the focus off the bully and we have to place it on the victim, get him the help that he needs because the victim could very well be producing the next bully. This concludes this podcast.